And my beef with you was that the, the night of afterwards, I mean, yeah, you, you, I think you even put Taven number one in your NTRA poll, but you, yep. you, you have gone back and forth. You flip-flopped a little bit and, you know, an epicenter jumping the spot there. I'm, I'm afraid that you're going to regret that. Well, every day I flip them back and forth. <laughs> so if you get on the site tomorrow, table will be number one. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga And all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets Plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets RacingDudes.com as good as it gets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs, racingdudes.com. For all of your leads, racingdudes.com. For all of your bets, racingdudes.com. As good as it gets. What is up, Jared Darren Halterman, it's Thursday, April 14th. This is off. What's up, man? What's up, everybody? How are we doing? Look at you. You got a new hat, a nice new hat. I got a lot of new hats. Yeah. This is the I Gary think. Woodland uh, Wilson. Flat bill. I don't know okay. if you can pull it, pulled it off, but uh, no, it's a sick hat. I love it. It looks good. It's it uh, Bleakers Off. It's unofficially sponsored by Wilson now. Right. Yes. I'll have a new hat sponsored. every week. Yeah, Wilson uh, is our sponsor now, no doubt. I don't know if we legally can say that, but uh, unofficial sponsor. So okay, that's fine. I think I think <laughs> it's okay. I, I checked with the legal team. They said it's fine. So. No, uh, but no, it's a good looking hat. I agree. It's it's celebration. I need. I'm. I've been looking for a Taba hat. I can't find one, so I got to settle for Wilson. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think there is such a thing as a Taba hat uh, right now. Well, you know, think... like the. I don't. He probably won't even make it to the Breeders' Cup. Let's be honest. But, um, you know, the Breeders' Cup hats you can get yes. like with the horse. That's what I'm hoping to get. But you know, we'll see. But it says Taba. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> Yeah, you're uh, you're on the Taba bandwagon. I don't think there's any doubt. I think if I think if people have been watching the YouTube channel, we kind of they've got an idea that you you might be uh, on the Taba bandwagon. At this point, and I don't know if it's a good thing. I, I feel like a one of the faces of Taba. <laughs> it's all over. It's all over. It's all over YouTube. And really, it's it's me, uh, me and uh, Mike Smith, uh, Baffert, and uh, um, Amar. Right? Yes. So yes. we're all we're all uh, right there, right there on the front end of this uh, uh, <laughs> of this tape of bandwagon. That's right. That's right. Some people some people on the YouTube channel are saying it's pronounced Taiba, but that certainly is not how they pronounced it in the two starts that he's had. So I, I don't know who to believe. Yeah, you know, and sometimes in names like that, like in different horses, like I always will like you know because we do these shows and you don't want to sound like an idiot. Sometimes you can't help it because the names are just insane. Yeah. But for that one, you're like, okay, how's it pronounced? So yeah, you go back and yeah, um, you know, you guess obviously prior to the debut, but it, we had one race under our belts to talk about, and that's how it was pronounced. And I just assumed they know, right? <laughs> yeah, Frank Miramonti's pronounced it Taba twice now. 
Um, because when I read a YouTube comment, no, 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 it's pronounced Taiba. I thought, oh, man, I've done a lot of videos. And I pronounced it Taiba, and then I went and watched the Sand in the Derby, and that's how he pronounced it. So I, I, don't, I don't know what's right and what's wrong. Hey, the Curtis says, uh, not not our Curtis, the the naked Could black be. man Curtis says they sell those hats for the Derby. He has yeah. an audible hat, so I'm getting one. I, I if you, if may sees a Taba hat for the Derby, let me know because I want one. There you go. All right, I'm gonna get. Uh, let's see, I'm gonna get a Zozo's hat. You gotta get a you gotta get a Messier. That's your horse. No, I hate no, Messier. It's the only horse you have left. So I don't care. I don't like him one bit. <laughs> well we okay up. anyways yeah. we have a lot to talk about um the the uh well i guess it's not officially well it will be officially over we'll talk about the official ending of the kentucky derby trail the prep season of course with the uh, lexington this weekend but the the majors the major ones are over and we yeah. have a lot to talk about we will recap what we saw last weekend of course highlighted by taba taiba 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 um you know, the the wood and, and the bluegrass. Of course, we were there for the bluegrass uh, lives. So we got to see that in person. Got you know, I'm, you know, Zandon really has uh, been you know really turned into being a serious, legit um, threat, at least to a lot of people in terms of could win this thing. So we'll talk about that. Um, but you know, right now, Halterman is a time to just how do you feel? You know, it's been a long season. Actually, it doesn't feel like it's been a long season. It feels like it just started. That's how I feel. I feel like we shouldn't be done, you know? So, uh, I, you know, I, I think the Derby looks pretty easy as far as who's on top. That's a famous last words. But it, I think only two to three horses can probably win this thing, right? And uh, it's just kind of now just trying to narrow down, okay, who's going to be the one you're going to pick to actually win? Who's the other ones you're going to use on top with that win horse? And then who are the horses you're going to kind of key in the exotics? So, um, you know, I, like sometimes a derby is very, very difficult once we get to this point here. It, it just doesn't seem to be all that difficult. I think there's some standouts and and I think we saw it with with Taba, uh, you know, and, and Epicenter. They, they just kind of look like the best ones. So uh, that's kind of where we're at with it right now. Right. And then I think, you know, this year we've got two really good closers. I guess we'll talk all about this, but Mo Donegal and Zandon have really stamped themselves as two closers. That have got a shot. They they really looked good last week. So I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more. But like I said, on top, it doesn't seem too, um, you know, it really just doesn't seem too complicated. If you, uh, thank you to everybody that's joining in and watching this live. You, If you are watching this live, then I don't mean to tell you, our YouTube channel's completely chock full of mm -hmm. helpful videos. And, you know, we have three, well, less than four weeks now. Um prior to the Derby. And I mean, literally almost every single thing we have on the site uh, on our YouTube channel is, is Derby related and talking about horses. Uh, you know, the closer we get, the more detailed it will get with, with our analysis and picks. So if you are watching this, make sure you subscribe. If you're listening to this on our podcast version, go over to YouTube, YouTube slash racing dudes, or just search racing dudes and make sure you subscribe. So you can watch all these videos with tons of content. Not all of these are going to be released on podcast version. So you want to make sure you get all, information uh, i gotta i've got i won't tell you who yet you know but you as in you the listener um i've got a horse i'm gonna do one tomorrow oh boy for about a horse that cannot win the mm. kentucky derby he can't I, win and, and he's a and he's a he's a contender he cannot win oh r.i.p our emails our yeah. our youtube messages instagram messages Go ahead. oh 
You're going to make Go so ahead. many people mad. It's unbelievable. Go ahead and put your phone on the charger because it's just going to keep buzzing. It's going to keep buzzing. All these I notifications. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, it's going to be bad. That 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 video is going to make a lot of people upset. Very upset. Bree says Morello, and I would agree, but I don't think Morello is a contender. So. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think Morello would make people upset, right? Morello is no. too easy. But I yeah. agree with you. I agree with you, Bree. I, I don't. <laughs> think there's any doubt there but i, I haven't i haven't uh, heard anybody real high on the morello uh wins the derby bandwagon right now um, no but this, you are you're you're one of the few but you know yeah more, you know i guess you could argue that the horse surely can rebound right we'll see yeah, yeah. um jeremiah says messier hmm, i'm i'm more on the messier bandwagon still so i won't go there so you see just well, don't, don't don't wait you'll have to I, wait I broke my ankle jumping off that bandwagon. I got so mad at him uh, Saturday. So I've been hobbling ever since the end of that race. So, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Messier, I don't think you could make a video like that, though. We got to, we got some shit to talk about because, yeah, you know, you do. and I, yeah. I think you and I, I got some beef with you. So we got, to, we got to talk it through. Let's yeah, talk beef it over. With me? What have I yeah. done? Yeah. Done you're, anything? you're flip flopping. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Back, you're back right. and forth. That's yeah, we'll get fine. to it. Let's get to it. I, I've been saving this for this show. All right. All right. Today's show, we're going to put a bow on the 2022 road to the Kentucky Derby prep season. Discuss what horses you need to focus on for the upcoming 2022 Kentucky Derby. Then we're going to give some rapid fire selection. We have some good racing this weekend as well at Keeneland and Oaklawn Park. Let's go. I've got breaking news. Oh, I, I got a text it? from someone watching. I won't. I will not give out my source. Of who and they love it. the hat. No, he said oh. uh, he or she who texted me said they hated the hat, but <laughs> they did confirm that it's Taba. Frank Miramati got the pronunciation directly from the owner. Oh, I I got the same. They don't act like you're so cool. I got it too. Okay, and you know what, John. <laughs> Thanks for watching, buddy. <laughs> it's Taba. Taba. As as owner, me and John are owners of Taba. Right. right? That's true. You know, yeah. John and we, I. Well, okay. I'm, <laughs> I don't I know how to say Taba, but I don't know. I can't pronounce the correct grammar. There you are. Anyways. <laughs> so we, we learn how to pronounce our horses' names. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it Messier or Messier? No, I'm just kidding. That's a lie. Well, depends Please. if he wins or not. So he's an idiot right now in my book. Really mad at him. All right, get mad at me. Go ahead. Start. I'm saying, like I, I, I think there is a. I, I've thought this for years, and I, I stand by it. There, there's, there's a, as a theory. It's like good horses, like okay, really good horses, have great names. Yep. Like you're just not gonna find like a really good horse who's got the, their name is like, well, the Gomper, you know, the Gomper Zozos, you know, no, okay. it's not, we, you're not going to find it. Would you believe that Papa did and I had a long discussion about this today on the show? I, I yeah, I'll have to watch now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually, I actually watched a lot of the dudes of bet sports on Monday or whenever you did it. Yeah. Monday. But yeah, yeah. Um, name a horse. Okay, and I'm sure there is, but name a horse that was, I'm talking like, you're super horses. You're really good horses. Yeah. Horses that, you know, can win a Kentucky Derby and, and be legit Kentucky Derby winners. 
they have good names. They do. I agree. And even like American Pharaoh, like wasn't like the greatest of names, but it was spelt weird. And so that kind of created a little bit like, oh, that's an interesting way. They misspelled it. That's a whole story. They misspelled it. They kept it. I actually think that was a good name. I like I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad name. I'm just saying it's not justified. It's not that one word, Taba. It's not that cool. Messier. Is it, Messier is a little bit of uh it's still pushing a little bit since yeah. it's naming it after a hockey player. It's kind of kind of corny, but kind of it's kind of good. It's one yeah. word. It's kind of you know epicenter. Epicenter is a good one. Epicenter is a good one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, my I always vision it's like, can I see that horse's name? Like on the wall, you know, right. or up up in the Derby or at the at Churchill Downs on the you know with a yeah. name on there and like Country House was not a good one, but no, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's why he didn't really win. <laughs> I didn't like Mandaloon either. I hated no. that name. So yeah, always dreaming. Curtis is like he's. It's a good. I mean, it's an okay. It's very cliche. You know, it's yes. not. It's not bad. It's just like eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, and I think there is a theory. Now, all kidding aside, I do think there is like, well, the idea is like, if you paid, well, in this case, one point seven million, you're gonna name a really good fucking name. Like is Taba, that good of a name though. What is I? I don't know. It's kind of cool. I don't know what it means, but it's not terrible. But I don't know that it's like okay. But my my point is, if you have a if you have a horse that you think is good, yeah, you're naming it a good name. You're not gonna just you know if it's like Aaron's, you know. Pinky toe or something that'd be like no no that horse may not win at Prairie Meadows so right no he probably could if we had the right trainer we could win yeah Bezos was an awful name I agree yeah I I didn't like Bezos anyways enough of that California um, Chrome was a great name I do agree with Dave on that California Chrome good and he guess what he was very good he was good yeah. Zenyatta very good name very good name yeah loved it my that bird was not a good name. Who? Mind that bird. Mind that bird. It wasn't that bad of a name. It's not a good name. No, it's not great. <laughs> it's not bad, but yeah. I mean, and there has been some good ones that have been wasted too. So yeah. Oh, for sure. Anyways. Okay. That ends the segment of horse names and why they are good or bad. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh yeah. What's that? Great, oh, great wow. name, Rachel oh. Alexandra. Yeah, yep. doesn't it doesn't get much better than that one? Classic Empire, pretty good name. I agree with that. That was a good name. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want. I'm gonna challenge everybody listening to this. Find us a name like a really good. I'm talking multi-millionaire horse that you know just dominated. And John's listening, so I guarantee you we'll have like three texts from him <laughs> at some point that were really, really good that had really bad names. I like it. Epicenter has taken the lead for the inside Zozos, that Pioneer of Medina, and Call Me Midnight. Coming past the 16th, it's Epicenter, who's kicked away now from Zozos. Pioneer Medina will be third best. Epicenter wins the Louisiana Derby. There's an eighth of a mile to go. White Aborio takes over from simplification. Charge it with the late say down the center. 16th to run. White Aborio almost home. Charge it shifts ground. White Aborio still there. And White Aborio wins the Florida Derby for Safi Joseph Jr. A final furlong. Cyberknife. Here comes Secret Oath on the outside. She's still two legs behind. Cyberknife. Secret Oath is not going to get by. The Arkansas Derby winner. And his name is 
Cyberknife! It is early voting, trying to take them wire to wire here. Early voting in front. Mo Donegal comes on through down on the inside to grab second. It is early voting in front. A challenge here from Mo Donegal. Early voting, trying to hold on with a 16th of the finish. Mo Donegal bearing down on the outside. It's Mo Donegal and early voting, and it is Mo Donegal. Moving by the quarter pole, Emmanuel, the leader. Smile Happy now takes aim from the outside. Here's Smile Happy to take the lead from Emmanuel. Manual into the final furlong and Zandon is running late. Zandon has moved through all kinds of traffic from the back of the pack and he is now taking command in deep stretch. It's over. Zandon wins the Toyota Bluegrass. And Messier has taken the lead at the quarter pole and quickly pulls away from Forbidden Kingdom. Tabor running a giant race on the outside, three sixteenths of a mile to run. And it's Messier and Tabor one, two. Forbidden Kingdom five behind. Inside the eight ball, Messier, Tabor running lights out on the outside. And here's Tabor getting the upper hand in the final stages. The run happy Santa Anita Derby goes to Tabor. All in line and ready for the start. They're off in the Kentucky Derby. The 2022 Kentucky Derby prep season is like 99.9% a rep. We are down to one race, the Lexington, which we'll get to here in a little bit with the uh, rapid fire segment. But other than that race, and there's really no other than maybe one horse that's got major implications that could get in the, the gate or not. This thing's a wrap. And last weekend, you know, we saw it with, with, with uh, the Santinia Derby and, and the wood and, and the bluegrass. Those are your, Three final major preps in, in the weekend before you had the Arkansas Derby, the Florida Derby, and the weekend before that you had the Louisiana Derby. So all these horses, we knew these last three weeks would be huge, and they were. You, you, Epicenter put his name in there as saying, "Okay, I am legit." Taba threw his name in there. Zandon proved that he is legit or that he is progressing at the right time. Uh, Wide Barrio is he's he's made his case. You know, Modonigal he made his case. So. Let's let's okay. Well, let's, I guess the first thing we need to talk about last weekend, what we saw. Um, but overall, we'll talk about kind of some of these horses um, as it, it points to the Kentucky Derby. We'll kick things off. We were at the Bluegrass. You know, Zandon really was impressive. You know, Emmanuel had everything his own way. It looked like he should probably win that thing. Um, turning for home, didn't uh, smile. Happy faltered somewhat. Got second. Still can't manage to win a race this year. Zandon, how serious are you in Zandon? I see on the little screen there, you got him third. So obviously very serious. I, I am serious about Zandon. Uh, he he really impressed me. I, I loved how he made his move on the turn and got positioning. I thought that was really important to see that. I loved how, you know, Flavian Pratt was able to just kind of, you know, be patient and then ease him up there and kind of weave his way through and get in that position to strike. And I thought he really finished strong, you know, uh, a lot of times you see a horse make a big move on the turn and then they get to where, okay, now we got one or two left to pass and they kind of flatten out a bit. That was not the case. He looked really good. So I, I take him serious. Um, you know, he, he's kind of one that I, I think I'm going to key in the second and third spots, like maybe even just put just him on a ticket in second and just him on a ticket in third. I, I just have a great feeling this horse will show up. He will fire and the jockey will get him in position to have a shot to hit, at least hit the board. Uh, he kind of is in the category of if he wins, I'm going to be very upset because 
I'm high on him, but I, I just I'm not all the way there putting him on top of tickets yet. But I, I do really like Zandon. I, I thought this was uh, a pretty impressive effort. Uh, you know, as far as the other bluegrass horses, it's kind of funny. Emmanuel, we were talking about him uh, as we were leaving the hotel the next day, kind of saying, you know, what 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 do you do with him next? I said, I think you try turf more than ready, and then is the sire. And then what? Thirty minutes later, they said he's going to the Pennine Ridge. So <laughs> kind of worked out. And then you know, smile happy. You know, we've we've talked about him enough. <laughs> I mean he should have won the race, right? If he was, if he was a really good horse, he would have won. He got a great trip and he was right there. He had every shot to win. He, he, he did what he's supposed to do as a stalker. You know, he gobbled up the speed horse and, but he was just no match for the winner. Well, that's it. I think if we, it, that's what I loved about the race so much was that, and you and I talked a lot about this afterwards is it gave us so much, uh, I don't know. Like you, you feel like, okay, we know who these horses are now. We know yep. Emmanuel's not very good. We yep. know small, you know, on, on, at least on, on, on dirt, you know, we know that he's, he had everything his own way. If he's a good horse, he probably should win that race at the very least, you know, like get second by nose or something. Um, small happy. I agree. Like we've seen him twice. First one, you can kind of get an excuse. Second time you're like, dude, you had it every bit your own way there. You had a perfect stalking trip. You got the lead and you got passed. Um, and Zandon, you know, I, and I was, I was against him here. I used him, I think in the third spot, uh, in the race, but I was against him. And I, and I told you, and if you listen to blinkers off last week, I was like, Hey, you know, like he's got to prove it to me. He, he hasn't done anything. And he did, he proved it. He showed it. He, he is like, that was a, you watch that race back and, and he, he had the worst trip of everybody and he weaved through traffic. And I mean, dude, he was flying late and you know, you, you do worry, if he if he's getting a little bit better position in the Kentucky Derby, but he is going into the the race the right way, I think he he he's he's doing it, he's progressing at the right time, and I, and to me that makes him, I, I he's not on my top tier. I have three horses in my top tier, maybe two, borderline two, in my top tier. He's not in there, but he's in the top five for me, and I I agree. You got to key him in the second and third spots. Yeah, he's just one you you just after that race you're like you know what that that little guy right there is pretty good and I say he's not a huge horse we saw him and it's like yeah he doesn't he doesn't look like a whole lot just looking at him in the paddock we're talking about um, yeah. but but at the same time man he just he just came with that run and you, you look at the races this horse has lost uh, you know he lost the epicenter and smile happy down in the risen star was first race kind of off of a layoff a bit of a layoff anyway and. He didn't run bad and he kind of had a wide trip and you know you could say a lot of different things and then the, and then the rimson if you want to get into modonigal in the wood next is kind of a bridge here the rimson modonigal defeated him but he really should have been disqualified uh it, it, you know he he leaned into him the whole time and, and still they were separated by a head bob but you know zandon almost won the race and you also think this that was the end of second race going from a sprint to a mile and an eighth. Sounds familiar, but Taba, Sandy to Derby, but uh, a sprint to a mile and eighth, that's pretty darn tough to do. And for him to almost win it and really should have won it, you know, with, with Modonigal should have been DQ'd. He really's done very little wrong in his, uh, you know, four starts. He's, he, and that's the other thing. He is lightly raced as well. Yeah, we go right to that. Uh, you know, Modonigal, and I think like you or like me and, you know, you were with me as well on this, like Mo Donegal, you're kind of on the fence with him. Like, what is he? And, you know, 
that wood performance was impressive. It, it really was. The race came back really quick. Um, it was one of the faster woods in in, in recent history. Um, you know, he I, I, he's going to continue to put himself against it every time with that running style. That's really the biggest issue. But, he, you know, he kind of feels like the longer the better for him. And, and to me, he's another horse. I mean, him and Zandon, how are we talking? It's crazy. We're talking about these these uh well i guess you know new york based kind of how this where they started yeah like that's kind of a these are some serious horses that i think i'm going to use underneath because it just feels like you can trust like mo donegal we've said it last week you know it's like he should win the race because you feel like you're going to get something you're going to you know what you're going to get out of him every single time yep. he just brings it and he did again and he ran down um you know, a loose on the lead horse that, uh, in early voting that, uh, you know, almost got there, just didn't. I guess I want to ask you about early voting too, you know, because if you, if you like Mo Donegal or you like that race and you could say, could you make the case that early voting, you know, he did all the dirty work. He was a little short, maybe, you know, he had, had a little bit of a layoff. Yeah. Could you make the case that like, if it was such a good race, Good performance, good time, all that, you know, Mo Donegal did win, but could you make the case like, hey, maybe early voting is better in the Kentucky Derby? Like, could he be a speed danger in the Kentucky Derby? I think he could be a problem for a horse we're going to talk about out of the San Diego Derby in a minute for sure. Uh, I've heard early voting might go straight to the Preakness, may skip this race, which I think would be a really interesting decision. And one that might make, I mean, they probably would make him tough in that race for sure, but. I get what you're saying, and you're not wrong. I, I think he ran very well. Now, the one thing you could say about him, he probably shouldn't have lost with that trip, right? I, I agree, yeah. He, he just shouldn't have. Um, and it didn't. Now, you could say, well, shit, he, he almost didn't. And that's true. And it took a really good horse, I think, in Mo Donegal to beat him. But, yeah, I, I don't think he should have lost there. But I, I think he would be a fringe player as well. Now, you talk about Modonagal and, and Zandon, and you're right. They're a model of consistency. They just show up, you know, and that's the big thing uh, with these two horses and something, you know, you obviously love going into the derby. They, they show up, they come out with their runs. Maybe they win, maybe they don't, but they still make a move, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought with Modonagal, I, I kind of thought he was like the stereotypical, I'm going to finish second. I kind of thought that's what he would do in that race. And so for him to come up and win, it was, it was a really good performance from him. And like I said, you got two closers here that, you know, again, I can't get all the way there as far as them winning, but man, they, they've got a big shot to hit the board, I think. And, and, you know, it kind of, it's a derby contender, a serious derby contender can really run in any race, right? They can come from anywhere. It's just certain patterns start to you know kind of form and, and and we we hold it against the race like the rims in you know but this year those two horses modonagal and zandon were kind of different from most rims and runners right um you know usually a rims and runner he, they've got pretty good you know form as a two-year-old they've ran three or four times it's kind of just a two-year-old that maybe just wants to go longer sooner than everybody else but you got these two horses and they just kind of fell into that race and they, you know, they're lightly raced and they ran pretty well. And it's like, yeah, you could see how they had a little bit of room for improvement off of that. So it was weird how it worked out that way. Sometimes it's just kind of timing and, and how the horse is kind of leading up to the race and just kind of where they fall, you know. 
uh, for lack of a better way to explain it. It's just the rims that hasn't done anything in so long. I think people just kind of dismiss those two, but man, they've, they've really developed. All right. I want to use this time to let you give a little uh, public service announcement. Uh, you know, Art says it depends on how the church, how Churchill is playing. If it's speed favoring Zandon and Mo up against it. And I want you to I'm not say there's nothing again. I mean, Art at all. Like, I, but I want, you know, there's a, there's a you know, go watch one of the, uh, the videos we've done in the past with Miss that Halterman did at the Kentucky Derby. But use this time, Halterman. I'm giving you the platform. Why? Why is it you don't really need to see what the, how the track is playing if he if to know if Zandon or especially Mo Donegal are up against it? Well, I'll quote John White's article on ExpressBud.com. He's got eight Derby strikes, and you really need to read this article before you do any handicapping whatsoever. Uh, you know, John White kind of taught me how to pick a Derby winner way back when. I, I didn't have a lot of success in this race. I met John. He kind of laid out these strikes. We talked about some other stuff as well about how to win the Derby and, and what to look for. And I I've had a lot of success since, and it's really all credit to him. But anyway, the strike that I think that I take most importantly is 53. And this, again, this comes from John White's express bet article. You can find it at expressbet.com. Uh, I believe it's the new one is out now. If not right now, it will be in the morning. Uh, but 53 of the last 56 winners of the Kentucky Derby have been first or second with one furlong to run. So what that basically means is even if you're a closer, you can still win. It's not impossible, but you better be able to get position going into the last furlong of the race. So a late stretch running horse, you know, most times does not win this race. Um, so that's why they're up against it already. That's why I pointed out Zandon, it was important to see him make a move on uh, the turn there at Keeneland and get himself in that kind of position. I'm not sure Mo Donegal is quite good enough, or I, good enough is not the right word. I don't think he's the type of horse that's going to be able to make a move on the turn. I think he's more of that candidate that's going to have to pass a lot of them in that final furlong. So that's kind of why I'm, I, I've always kind of been against closers. Um, you know, some guy was arguing with me the other day uh, that I was wrong. And, and, and so I, I, I said, okay, let's just take the last 10 races. Nine of the 10 horses that crossed the wire first on Kentucky Derby Day were either first, second, and third. And none of them at any point were more than two links off the lead. And then the, other, the one that wasn't was Orb, and he came from way out of it. But guess what? With a furlong to go, he was in second. <laughs> so he made his move, like I'm describing, on the turn and then was able to kick on home. So it, it's it's not something I make up. It's not something that I have a bias against. It's the facts. And that's, that's what I, I wish people that would argue with that would just understand. Listen, it's not my opinion. These are facts that I'm pulling and I've learned, like say, from most of them, from John White. So they're up against it. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's much tougher. And the last factor of this, since they've changed how you qualify for the Kentucky Derby, used to it was graded stakes earnings, no matter if it was a two-year-old race or a three-year-old race. Well, more speed was, was able to get into the race. Now, with the point system, almost all of them are two-turn races. So this, many of the speed horses don't end up making it into the race 
which ends up, you know, not every year, but a lot of these years, the pace has been a lot slower. And we all know if the pace is slower up front, the closers are going to have a tough time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have a lot less, like you're saying, cheap speed, whereas you have a lot more quality speed still Mm -hmm. or these horses that can stretch out, but also can get out there and just kind of cruise home and, and, and we'll go right into from there, another segue into the Stanton India Derby. We were watching this race live from Keeneland. We had we made obviously made sure we we made we'd watch this. And dude, I mean, we've talked about this race, we've talked about this horse a thousand times since I maybe more. Um, but it just unbelievable effort from Taba to win this thing in the Santini Derby and go from being a, a, a horse that at one point during the race, you thought, well, we probably won't hear about this horse again. Yeah. Uh, at least not Derby or, you know, triple crown related um, to, Oh, he's going to run a good second to Holy shit. He is going to beat Messier and win the Santini Derby in his second start. And, I say that in terms of the speed because, yes, he's lightly raced, but sometimes these really super horses like Taba, like Justify, Pharaoh, I mean, you know, even Medina Spirit, I won't call him a super horse, but they can, they can get out to a lead or get out near the pace and all of a sudden the 20 yards field, the, the inexperience, in, in, not in Medina Spirit's case, in Medina Spirit's case, but justify and, and what's going to happen with Tapa, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because they're out in front of everybody or they're, you know, they got a couple horses to, to, that are around them and that's it. So talk, we talk, I mean, we've talked about this a thousand times and we, we obviously talked about it that whole night. We we're in Lexington. All we talked about was Stanton Derby. So Tapa, where, where are you at with this horse? Oh, uh- you have to be excited. I mean, you, you, it, it, this, this was just something it's really incredible because what we saw in the Santa Derby was unbelievable by itself. If the horse doesn't win in the Kentucky Derby, still what we saw in the Santa Derby was incredible. He won a, a mile and an eighth grade one race off one start going six furlongs. That's incredible. And you couple that with the fact that he beat the horse who had the highest buyer uh, going two turns in the crop in Messier. <laughs> I mean, what more could you really want from a horse? You're right. He really tricked me, um, you know, up the back stretch. I just thought, well, I guess he's not going to run because I think we all kind of assumed. I, now, again, I don't think you and I thought he was a rabbit. That's crazy. $1.7 million horse is not ever going to be a rabbit. But same time, you thought he's going to be up towards the front. Uh, we thought he would be ahead of Messier. For certain, and, yeah. There was a point where it's like the back three horses were starting to catch him. And those horses, they're bad. They're really bad. And I thought, man, he's just not going to run. I can't believe that. And then, like I said, they turned for home. You could tell Forbidden Kingdom was going to quit. Messier takes over. And like I told you, I saw the nose of Taba. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, he's moving. Still didn't think he was going to win. And then, you know, was just able to catch him and just go right by him. So, it was, I mean, it was super impressive. There's just no other way to put it. We talked about it all the whole ride home, that whole you know night after, like you said, it was just incredible performance uh, by a horse that uh, just you know it, it defies logic that he would have been good enough to do that uh, in his second start. Now, 
the negative to me, I, I just, if you're Messier, I just don't know how you lose that race. I just don't. I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of down on him after this. Uh, and not only that, Taba, you know, had to fight to get to him, but once he got to him, it was over. He poured it on, you know, and I thought, oh, that's not a good sign either. So I'm not, not happy with Messier. Uh, he turns for home with a lead, and he's got a horse with one race under his belt, and it was a six-furlong race catching him. I, 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 I can't be real happy with Messier at this point. I I understand, and and obviously, and that's the my biggest fear is you know, I, and I mentioned this to you before that it's like what if, and we'll find out, right? Um, what if we had been overhyping Messier all this time, yeah, and it looked better than it really was. Now the numbers came back strong. Obviously, it was a quick time. It was you know, there was nothing. No, he was rolling late. Table was like it wasn't. There was no like issue you watched that race and you knew you were seeing a good performance Mm -hmm. my 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 rebuttal to what you're saying is well if Taba wasn't in the race and messier so just watch that race and and throw Taba out he didn't exist in the race messier wins by 10 in the santina derby and gallops home and there's no issue if you look at our screen there messier is four right now he's one He'll mm-hmm. be one on the list. He would have been one in your in your list, and he would have been one on my list because I just needed to see that performance. He wins by ten in the Santana Derby. He would have been on there. So, Absolutely. yeah, I can't argue that. Yeah, and so maybe it just like a better horse beat him, and it, it, you shouldn't really, you know, take it. You know, it shouldn't hurt Messier because of that. I, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I, I agree. He would be number one, and we would be gushing over him for sure. So. It's a good rebuttal. I, I can't really argue it. Um, one thing about Messier that I think they're going to do, okay, and Dave brought it up. He said, name uh, name the horses that can win Gate to Wire. Messier has to be at the top of this list. So think about who his jockey is, Johnny Velasquez, okay? He's won back-to-back. You know, Medina Spirit got disqualified. But as far as betting goes, Medina Spirit was the winner. That's what got paid out, right? So that's what I'm going to go on. He won gate to wire on Medina Spirit. He won gate to wire on Authentic. Messier coming into this race has a better resume, I think, than Medina Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Messier should be on the lead. Forbidden Kingdom is out. Classic Causeway is out. Messier is the fastest horse on this board, especially if early voting doesn't start, which it's, it's questionable right now. We'll see what happens. Oh, to yeah. me, that's the strategy. You send him, and you send him hard, and you get ahead, and you hope the horse that beat you last time has trouble, and you hope Epicenter has a little bit of trouble, and you hold on. I I really think that's what they'll do, and I think that's what makes him dangerous. That's the one factor that's going to make him dangerous. I I think he's got the talent to get out there in front. After what I saw, though, if if he gets headed, it's over. I don't think you're going to see him battle back, but maybe he can go out there and steal it. That's that's what makes Messier dangerous in my mind. Um, And again... We'll see. Early voting, Zozos, you know, those are two horses that can kind of go with him. I think he's faster than Zozos, and we'll see if early voting enters or not. Uh, but Messier is still very interesting in that regard. Yeah, and I think after you watch that last race, you, you know, you, you know, Mike Smith said after the race that, like, 
Because he never wrote that. I think he, I think he had said he had he breezed him once as a two year old maybe or something. But he really has never been on. Had never been on tape, but um, in a legit way. And so he he kind of said like as the race unfolded, because like you, it's like we all kind of assumed if if Taba does have a chance, he's gonna. It's because he's gonna be. He's gonna use some of that crazy speed he used in his debut. Yeah. He's gonna use it, and he's gonna put away. You know, he's gonna just basically destroy Forbidden Kingdom. And he's going to hang on good enough to finish second, whereas Messier wins, right? That's kind of what you yep. proceed would happen. Um, and you'd be like, wow, you know, he's still pretty good. It's just, uh, you know, Messier is better. So when he's off the lead, and and, and, and Mike Smith, he's like, he, he, again, he didn't really know exactly much about the horse. And so whenever the, when they go and he draws, you know, he's in a six hole. And Messier and, and Forbidden Kingdom obviously goes and, and Messier kind of gets forwardly placed. So he's like, I just he's like, I just let off, you know, let off of it. You know, I didn't I just let him basically kind of sit off and let them do the dirty work. And he said he was on the backside, back stretch, and he was completely off the bridle. And he just he asked him a little bit just to see, right? If he had any horse. Cause it, you know, like kind of like we, us watching, you it almost looked like he was not gonna run, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, I've got horse. You know, I, I, you know, he didn't know. And so for this to be, and I, I say all this because for that, that's a second start. <laughs> We're not talking about multiple stakes running horse. We're not talking about the horse that debuted back in August. He's is a second start and he's like off the bridle, just chilling. And then when you asked him to go, whoosh, see ya. So it's pretty and amazing that of course. scary. Making- yeah, to make the second start and it be what you're describing as a push button horse. It just kind of he does whatever you ask him to do. That's that's pretty unbelievable. And that and, and to me, that's what did it for me. And you you kind of reference this as well. But like if he won gate to wire and like some some kind of weird, kind of freaky performance, you you would almost give get get flashes of Rock Your World. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah, I mean he won, but and I get not really a great comparison because Rocket Road is clearly a turf horse. But mm-hmm. the point is, the way he won the race, he was so professional. It didn't look like a horse making a second start. And he showed he's got raw talent. And he, he showed that he is capable of, of sitting off. And I, I think that's the way they're going to have to run this race, Messier in the front. And, uh, you know, ideally, with a good trip, Tava kind of him and Epicenter right there off of him. I think you're absolutely right about that. And, you know, uh, a buddy of ours, uh, Ryan Stillman, he was talking about, and and I just don't want to feel so dumb again if I pick this horse after picking Rock Your World last year. You know, it's kind of, it feels the same. I said, ah, it's it's not the same. (laughs) They're very, very different. So, uh, you know, Rock Your World, to me, and I know the story was this was the plan all along to try the turf and then go to the dirt. To me, it just kind of felt like, well, we got this horse. He's pretty good on the turf. Let's take a shot at the San Diego Derby and let's see what happens. That's uh, they can say whatever they want. That's what it felt like to me. Um, you know, whatever you want to believe, there's fine. But I don't get any rock your world vibes with this horse. And the other thing, it's like you said, he went gate to wire. He he was very fast. He got out in front, and they just couldn't get to him. This is different. Taba to show that he won like that is 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 different. When we also know he can go to the front as well, and that you know it's kind of like epicenter and why. While I was fairly high on Epicenter, I really it got to another level when when he showed he could stalk and win too. Yeah, because now you got a horse that's got versatility. If he 
if he needs to be on the lead, if that pace is slow, he can do it. If, if they think he needs to sit off of it, if they're going fast, he can do it. That's that's kind of why I've got the top two like I've got them there. And the difference is, you know, if you want to, you know, like compare the two is that like they and I even said if you go, you know, go to our YouTube channel, we we all did you, me, uh, Samich and, and Magic all did our top, our individual top five. And what I mentioned in mine was, it, you know, Epicenter and Tabor are very similar in a sense that you kind of feel like they can do whatever they need to do, you know, whether it be on near the lead or can sit off. And obviously Epicenter has the uh, experience edge over him. And so that gives you a little more confidence with Epicenter in terms of if things go south a little bit or somewhat of a bad trip or whatever, like he has the experience that that Taba doesn't have, you know, and, and that's a concern. That's a concern you have with a horse that's only ran twice running in the Kentucky Derby. And, you know, he's going – he's got to break another curse, right? You know, just by broke a curse. And, and now Tave has got to break a curse with, of winning your, uh, with only your third start in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, I think it would have happened the year after Apollo, mm-hmm. uh, 1883 or something like that is when the, the last time, but Hey, the efforts are here to break curses. Yeah. And that's, that just it. I think it's hard to argue that he's the most talented or he's not the most talented. I think he is. It, it comes down to me, it's like Epicenter checks all the boxes, right? Like, he looks like the Derby winner. Yeah, Foundation is a two-year-old and, and, and really looked good at three. Plenty of races under his belt. Oh, yeah. Has progressed logically the right way. Every step has been a progression that leads completely towards the Derby. It's been the plan from day one. We're executing it. Yes, I know Steve Asmussen hasn't won the Kentucky Derby, but he's a great trainer. He's got everything. And then you got Taba. It's like six furlongs, mile and eighth, Kentucky Derby. <laughs> and I just, and for me, it's like if if I thought just, or if I thought, you know, the year that Justify won it, if I thought there was another horse that was kind of close to him talent-wise, I may not have picked him, but I didn't think there was. Here, I think Epicenter is close to Taba, and I don't think you do, and that's why we have different ones. Yeah, um, and, and and my beef with you was that the, the night of afterwards. I mean, yeah, you, you. I think you even put Tabe in number one in your NTRA poll, but you yep. you you have gone back and forth. You flip flopped a little bit, and you know, and Epicenter jumping the spot there. I'm I'm afraid that you're going to regret that. Well, every day I flip them back and forth. <laughs> so if you get on the site tomorrow, Table will be number one. No, listen, it's it's no, down no. to those two. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, does isn't there a part of you that <laughs> I mean, I never wish on you don't you know you know, you'd love to see a great race, but like if one of those two horses can draw the one spot where you're just like, okay, oh, I don't have to pick one of them. I now know who I'm picking. There's no bigger fan of the one hole than me when it comes to epicenter or table. Just give <laughs> one of them though. And then it's easy. And that's why that's why I, I said on the video, it, it tr- like most years we get on this when we're talking about the reaction to the draws or we're watching it live and we're, and, you know, American Pharaoh, if he draws the one, we're not picketing it. Oh, there's a bad post for justify, but we'll end up doing it. Right. Because we're just on them. We love them. But as far as a pick, we, we, we think they're going to win here. I really and truly believe or, or am I being honest when I say the draw is going to make the difference for me between these two horses. Yeah. Um, if Taba had the, the the normal progression to the Derby, I, I certainly 
uh, would be on him and probably not Epicenter. But I think they're close enough. I think Epicenter has all the other factors in his favor. So if he draws great and Taba doesn't, I, I'm going Epicenter or vice versa. Uh, this is I, this is a funny comment here. Um, Taba can't win. My boy never been close in the Derby, and he loves Taba. <laughs> toss Taba. That's from Michael Mita. Is is your is your boy Dan by any chance? <laughs> well, listen, that's that's a. I, I'm saying I'm having trouble. So here's an angle. Micah Mita's boy likes Taba, so maybe I need to throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> What about this? What if one gets one and one gets 20? Honestly, if Taba gets 20, I think it's a good post for him. Yeah, anything out, really. Yeah, I want I him mean, way – get away from everybody. Yep. Yeah. Because honestly, I, I, I think if we can – if you can boom, start, and then close your eyes and, 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 and open your – and they're in the turn, the first turn. If Taba is sitting there, through, you know, top three, top four, top five, somewhere in that, then if he's if he's what I think he is, he'll win. You know, I, I really think he, he could lose the race in that first, you know, the first time they come, you know, in front of the grandstands there because that's when, you know, shit gets wild. You know, horses are squeezing and getting squeezed back. And, you know, and obviously with the horse that's not experienced, that's where you're going to see it. But if he can get in position, you know, it would justify when he broke and then got in position. He thought, well, if, he's, if he is who I think he is, it's, it's over. You know, it's like sometimes that just is the case. And, it's all you can hope for that table gets in a good position. And that's why it doesn't necessarily concern me too much with the lack of experience because he's got that speed to get in position. He's yeah. got, yeah, Mike Smith might be getting older, but he's got a jockey that knows how to get him into the right spot and win the Kentucky Derby. Now here, I want to, I want to go through one more scenario for me. Uh, Jeremiah says, if Messier gets a middle post and gets near the lead, he will be dangerous. So, Messi is the other option, right? If if Taba and Epicenter draw the one and the two. And by the way, it's a new gate. It's not a death sentence to be the one or two. But it's still right. very, very tough to be inside of all those other horses. So if they were to draw both draw inside, Epicenter and Taba, and Messier gets a great post, all of a sudden he becomes dangerous. Uh, yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah, and that's, I think, you know, and it's been this way all year um, with – it does seem to be getting you're kind of you kind of understanding a little more epicenter Taba, Zandon, Messier. That's I really, you know, they're starting to separate themselves. Juan Barrow, if you want to throw him in uh, as well. But in th these post positions, though, are going to dictate so much because I just don't know. I mean, I do think Taba, and I don't actually, I won't say think. I'm fairly positive that Taba is the most talented horse in the entire race. I just. I don't know that Epicenter Epicenter, <laughs> Epicenter won a main special weight his second start. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know that any horse in this field, I'm pretty positive that any horse in this field couldn't have won the Santina Derby, regardless of six or only six horses or whatever, mm -hmm. in a second start. It just doesn't happen. That's why it never happened. I don't think it's ever happened before in the Santina Derby. You know, John so, White can't John White can't even think of a horse uh where that's happened before. So well I, it, from a talent perspective he's there it's just it's just gonna matter where he draws and and the trouble that he may or may not get into so here's the interesting thing it's all about how you look at what you just said you said hey epicenter was winning a maiden in his second start there's no way he could have won the santa derby yeah but that's probably not what you should be doing in your second start right <laughs> so 
longevity and, and horsemanship and, and making sense of how to get to the Derby is not winning the San Diego Derby in your second start and then going to Kentucky. It's winning a maiden as a two-year-old and then building and building and building to the oh, race. Yeah. So it, I'm with you. There's no way Epicenter would have won the San Diego Derby in start number two. Zero chance. But again, is that really good for the, for the uh, Kentucky Derby to win the San Diego Derby in start number two? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> you know, I uh, the the I think it was on Thoroughbred Racing News or I don't know whatever it was. Uh, the the report of like I don't even it doesn't even make sense to me that they were actually going. The the plan was <laughs> you're going to run Taba in the Lexington this weekend, which seems dumb to be honest. Um, and 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 Amar uh, from Zedon Racing, you know, obviously the same, the ownership of uh, Taba and the late Medina Spirit. Um, he literally is like, "What am I going to do? With Twenty points, you know? It everything we do is around winning a Kentucky Derby. That's what the whole program is. They spent one they, they spent one point seven million on this horse to win the Kentucky Derby. That was the plan. So I'm with you." And that's kind of like I made mention earlier. I don't know that we're going to see this horse in the Breeders' Cup. Let's <laughs> be honest. It doesn't usually end well. But, like, you know, we never saw Justify again after the Belmont. And for good reason. And I, I, maybe that when they, they get in when the getting's good, you know. And, yeah. uh, and, and Tabit goes in, wins the Derby. And, we, you know, can he even hold on for, to win the, you know, to, to win the, the, uh, the Preakness, maybe. I don't know. I, to me, that's where he might falter between the, the Derby and the Preakness. But, shit, man, he's obviously running at a, a, a very high level at the moment. If they can get him in the Kentucky Derby gate, you've made mention of this a lot. He's $1.7 million horse. He's worth a lot more than that now. If he, They're not going to run him unless he's healthy, yeah. unless he's good. So if he's in the gate, he's got a good post, you know, that's who my that's who I'm picking. So I, you know, yeah, I will I will go on record as saying if if the plan truly was the Lexington, I don't blame the owner for saying we're not doing that. I don't either. That's stupid. Like if the plan was we he needs more time, we're gonna a target an allowance, you know, on the twenty third or the thirtieth. Then it's like eh, I don't know, but your plan is to skip the San Diego Derby, where three absolutely horrific horses are running my horse will have to fall down to not get third basically right or have an entrapped uh, epiglottis like forbidden kingdom so i mean that's really what it was going to take so it's a it's an easy spot when it comes to hitting the board and i could get the same amount of points right there then i could go into shipping all the way to keeneland my horse yeah. has one start we're going to ship him all the way to keeneland it's not like that extra week is going to be a rest week where he's just sitting at home. No, he's going to have to ship to Keeneland, have to gallop over that track, get a customer there, run in that race. I mean, to me, that's a that was a dumbass plan. <laughs> I don't know why they were wanting to do that. And it, even it, if it was Lexington to Preakness, why not just try to find an allowance or something? I, I just don't know why the Lexington would have been. It just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Um, yeah, we got, I, I don't well, well, just last thing. If you want to run in the Preakness, run in the Santa Anita Derby. Yeah. 
stay at home, run in that race, do whatever, whatever, however he runs, he runs. And then you have an extra week before the Preakness. And the Lexington is just, that just didn't make any sense to me. So when I read that, I thought, well, shit, I don't blame this guy. I would have told him no, too. Yeah, all along, you know, when I claimed this horse yeah. back in March, I thought, well, Preakness is probably the goal here, right? Yeah. he's not going to yeah. the Derby, um, you know, allowance or something. Even when he got entered in the Santee Derby, I thought, well, hopefully he can finish top two or something, show that he's he's good, and then, yeah, yeah go to the Preakness. So, yeah, it's a ton. It's a ton to ask, and not even justify. You know, I mean, even he had one race under his belt, two races, but he had a, a prep for the Santina Derby, and then of course he went on to win the Triple Crown. It's hard to compare the two, but this just seems like so much. Um, yeah, we 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 could talk about Derby yeah. stuff for for two hours, but we have rapid fire to get to. Um, Racing Dudes YouTube channel. All this content is going to be on there. Uh, I hate slow down Andy, Dave, by the way, at 40 to one. <laughs> I hate this horse. Yeah. At 40 to one, maybe like you can play him, I guess, but no. I, I've heard, I've heard more talk about this horse. You know, he beat Messier. Yeah. He also was nowhere to be found in the, in the risen star. And they had to, they had, they had to go to Sunland and he beat a horse named bye bye Bobby, who was really better than him that day. But bye-bye Bobby ran to the parking lot in the stretch, or he would have lost, and he wouldn't even be in the race. I mean, if he beats me, I just do this. Right? You just, ah, forget about this derby. <laughs> it would take 100 McChickens for me to bet that horse. All right, well. It's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, Art says, Messier isn't that good. My God. I listen to you guys all the time. But your eyes are on the wrong horse, I think. Tell us the right horse in art. And I think he told us something he was doing. Let's see. Uh, Who is it? Zandon? I thought he had Epicenter, maybe. I don't know. Zandon, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Tell, you can tell us. But yeah, maybe we're on the wrong horse. Maybe, I mean, Alteran's a little bit more against him than I am. So. I would say, I'm on Epicenter, so. So maybe he is. Well, I'm My not God, Messier either. Art. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick Messier, Art. <laughs> Come on. All right. <laughs> RacingDudes.com, tons, uh, tons of Kentucky Derby content. So if you want more, I have a feeling we might be talking about the Derby for the next couple podcasts. Yeah. Stay tuned. Rapid Fire next. <laughs> oh, let's do some Rapid Fire. It's, you know, it's all Derby. We get it. And trust me, it's all we're thinking about as well. But the racing this weekend is great. We got a couple of great ones at Keeneland. You got the Lexington, which is the final prep. Uh, for the uh, Kentucky Derby and then Oakland Park's got the Count Fleet that has the return of Jackie's Warrior, your Eclipse Sprint winner, so let's talk about here. We'll kick things off on Friday. You're listening to this on Thursday, but today, Friday, uh, the Maker's Mark Race 9, Maker's Mark Mile Grade 1, 600K for four-year-olds and up going one mile on the turf. It's Race 9 again on Friday at Keeneland. Dude, Alterman, this is, I mean, all these races we're going to talk about are are pretty fun races. Field of 11 lines up for this one. What you think? Yeah, that's a great race. And like I say, kick it off on Friday. You don't see a a grade one on Friday all that often, but definitely Keeneland. This is the key here, the Maker's Mile. You see this a lot. Hope this source isn't fool's gold. I really don't think he is, but I think number four Mason is the one to really look at here. Starting for Chad Brown for the first time after looking pretty darn good overseas. 
in, in a couple starts leading up to uh, going over to Chad. And boy, Flavian Pratt gets aboard. These two have kind of hooked up to do some really good things in the last year or so. Uh, I, I think, you know, Chad Brown kind of tips his hand here with naming Pratt on Mason. Uh, where, you know, Brown's got some other horses in the race. And, uh, you know, I think Pratt maybe could have chose which one. And we're going with Mason. So I think this horse is going to be awfully tough. And so five to one, I will take the number four, Mason. Yeah, I hope, it, I hope it's a good weekend for uh, Chad and Pratt because uh, I'll be playing them a lot. I'm with you. I went with four Mason uh, here as well. For pretty much everything you said, I mean, you don't see, especially considering he's got um, an option in here, you know, where he, you know, he could have just ran um, without running uh, – without running this Mason horse in here, you know, public sector, public sector would have been fine to run in here, but to run this horse for his first start for Chad Brown gets, picks up Pratt, which I think is going to be a thing now, right? Where it's like, if, if Pratt's on your horse, if on Chad Brown on the turf, that's probably the best Chad Brown in that race. It just it seems like he's kind of telling us that hey, Judmont really we like this horse. So I'm with you. I think he's showed he showed enough. To, I watched a few of his last races and overseas. Like I think if, if he can kind of get in a good place, um, he's not. Gonna, he should be somewhat. I don't think he's going to be like way way out of this thing. Of course, you never know on their when they when they start. But yeah, I like Mason here. I I I, I think this is a fun little race though. Like I think in love the the the. Uh, Lobo horses in love and uh, Ivar. I like both of those horses as well at prices. So it wouldn't be shocking to see uh, one of those win if, if one of these Chad Browns doesn't um, set piece of the horse. I know you've liked in the past, but hopefully we can get five to one on number four Mason. Cause that's my pick as well. Let's move to Saturday. Stay at Keeneland race nine as well. The stone street Lexington stakes grade three, 400 K. For three-year-olds going to one and one-sixteenth miles, and it is the official draw line through it after this one. Kentucky Derby 28-4-2 for your top four finishers. 20 points to the winner, and that's important because there are a few in here that need them. Specifically, in due time, your two-horse. He is three to one. You and I both think this horse should probably be the favorite. Tawny Port at five to two is in. He's a 20-horse. I, I believe he's in 20 spot right now. Um, he's in, but chat, uh, uh, Brad wants to see if the horse, how he does on dirt. And if he doesn't do well on dirt, he won't be in the Kentucky Derby. If he does do well, he will. So that's why Tawny Porter, who's already got the points enough, enough points to be in. He could be a potential drop to get another horse in. Uh, but in due time, you know, he's in, he needs points. Dash attack needs points. Uh, call me midnight needs points. Now, even if those two win, They'll be kind of on the outside looking in. They'll need a little help. Ethereal Road needs help. <laughs> Ethereal Road, yeah. Yeah, he was in there last week. D. Wayne's like, hey, you know what? Just leave him here. Let's get a new jockey. Let's run, let him run one more time. He, I think the mile 16th will be perfect. Perfect for him. And then you got Major General, who was awful at Tampa, but surely he can't be that bad, right? <laughs> Dude, it's a, it's, a, it's a shit show race. But someone's got to win, so who is it? It's a who's who, I guess. No, it's it's not great. Uh, I always love the uh, he's qualified. Uh, listen, listen carefully to what Jared said with Tony Port. He, Tony Port, he's qualified for the Kentucky Derby, but we want to see how he's going to do on dirt before we run. Okay, 
How you don't would see horse, that very often in mid-April. <laughs> you might think, well, how is a horse qualified for the Kentucky Derby and they don't know how he's going to do on dirt? Hmm, that's great, really strange. Great, great question. Uh, anyway, I digress. Uh, I, to be fair, the one time this horse has ran on dirt was in the Risen Star. He was beating set, almost eight links. Epicenter, Smile Happy, and Zandon. You know, those are top three finishers. All, all three are in the Kentucky Derby Epicenter. Um, you know, a legit horse, Zandon, a legit horse. So you have that, but you watch that Risen Star and you say, and this horse debuted on synthetic, wrote, ran in synthetic, then was did well in the Jeff Ruby stakes on synthetic. I don't know. Seems- I don't know either. I, I, I mean, it's Brad Cox and Florent Giroux. I guess they could win. I'm going to go number two in due time on top, though. I think he's the best horse here. I think he's the horse that's just kind of makes sense. It's kind of quote unquote pointed for the race. You know, they, he kind of just needed time. Um, and, and now in due time, here he is, he's back. So um, yeah, I'm going to go number two in due time on top. I'm with uh, uh, Dryo down here. He's saying fade Tony Ford. I'm yeah, I'm not going to play him either. Um, I'm going in due time on top. And uh, let's see if he can kind of just trip out, uh, you know, kind of stock the pace and pounce. Yeah, it seems crazy. I hope hopefully he's not the favorite in due time because if we can get three to one on him, that's great. Because I agree, I think he's, you know, he's the one horse that you feel like okay, like he ran well in the Fountain Youth, got second to simplification, and you know, was, that was his first stakes attempt, and he should do just you know he should do well, and he's got enough early speed to be placed in a good position. Then he can, you know he's got enough speed late. Um, I just. I think he's it, it's he's the one horse out of this whole field that you feel like I don't know if you say he belongs to the Kentucky Derby, but if there's a horse that's going to get in here out of the Kentucky Derby, it's him, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's the he's the one because he's got second in the Fountain Youth, and of course he's got enough points if he wins here, he'll have enough points to be in um, the Derby. So, you know, if you're some of these horses on the cusp, you're not rooting for in due time because he's no. going to knock he's going to knock one or two out. Um, I don't know. Uh, to me, he just seems like more than anything. He seems like just a, the class of a shitty field, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's to be clear, it's not a great field at all. But no. you know, I think the one I guess we should major general is a horse that a lot of people have liked, and of course was awful in Tampa. Cannot be that bad, right? It can't be that bad. Major General could definitely win here with Pletcher. It is interesting that he ran him here versus running him in, say, the Bluegrass. Like, why did he run command performance there? Not to say compare, but Major General has to run him here this race. Maybe a little bit easier spot to try to get his feet back, you know, under him. Uh, I think that's probably the reason why, after that terrible effort, like maybe the original plan was to try the Bluegrass, and then after that, they're like, well back off let's see how he's doing and maybe we'll try the lexington you know that's kind of my guess uh there with him so yeah he's one if he wins he'll probably be in the preakness you know um he would make sense but you know i mean some of these other trying to get into the derby but you know a horse like major general wins uh we'll be looking preakness with him well yeah jakarta says with tava been two to five here yeah if tava shows up here yeah, yeah, I think he'd be the two to five favorite, and you'd been like, "What, you, what the hell?" Are you? And I think even then, you'd be like, "Why is he in this race?" I don't, I don't get it. What's he doing here? I, yeah. I, I know it would have been an odd entry, no doubt. 
All right, next race, race 10 on Saturday at Keeneland. Jenny Wiley stakes grade one, 500K. Uh, for Phillies and Mayors, four-year-olds and up going one, one, one and one sixteenth miles on the turf. Small field of six lines up for this one. And the Chad Browns are going to duel it out six to five on Chantasera, right? And seven to five on Regal Glory. Regal Glory won the inaugural Pegasus World Cup Philly and Mayors turf. And then you got this Chantasera who had really just finished off last year, just could not look better. She makes her debut as a four-year-old. And let's just say, it sounds like Chad Brown's got some high hopes for her. I think this might be like, in a way, the passing of the torch a little bit. Uh, you yeah. know, I we loved Regal Glory uh, in the Pegasus, uh, Philly and Turf, but... I think this is a much better horse. I think it's been a good race. He, to beat Regal Glory, you better be good. But I think Chantasera is really good. And there it is, Flavian Pratt aboard for Chad Brown. So I'm going to go with the Flavian Pratt runner for Chad Brown, and that's the three-horse Chantasera. I, I, I love her here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just w- go, wa- go watch some of the, you know, of course, the last, that last race as well was at Keeneland um, last fall. Um she, she's like, it kind of seems like the next, you know, kind of like his next big, like, you know, he's obviously known, Chad Brown known for, you know, Lady Eli's and Sister Charlie and Rushing Fall, you know, those kind of horses. Like, she kind of seems like she might be at least attempting that, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to get, go, trying to get uh, started on that road. And she certainly ended her year last year with, uh, three straight wins and kind of dominating wins as well. Um, each race was better than the other. So assuming she can come back off that kind of layoff, we haven't seen her since October. I'm with you. Number three, Shantasera. I'm really excited about that horse, guys. Like I, I, I think she could be, she could be special, no doubt. I agree. I agree. I, I'm excited for that race because, you know, if Regal Glory wins, it's like, oh, my gosh, she's she's really, really good, too, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Regal Glory did, you know, she came from out of it, but uh, she typically is more forwardly placed than she was in the Pegasus. And, mm-hmm. you know, seems like she's going to be the one that Chip Sarah is going to have to run down, you know? Yep. Um, and, and there's a reason why. And it's a great, it's a great, you know, you talk about a measuring stick, well, shit. You can't get better than this, right? Mm-mm. You certainly can. You got them both lined up in the race, so there you go. And finally, let's go to Oaklawn on Saturday, race 11, the Count Fleet Sprint Handicap, grade three, 500K. Uh, I mean, shit, man. Four-year-olds and up, six furlongs, but there's not... You know, once you saw the entry box here and saw number five, Jackie's Warrior, entered here at six to five... Seems like it. you kind of had your decision made for you. Although I will say Bob's Edge is, it, you know, you talked about in the last race where Real Glory is going to make Chantasera beat her. Well, Bob's Edge is certainly very doing, running very well right now. And, and Jackie's Warrior off this kind of layoff, I mean, she he's going to have to run a decent race in order to beat Bob's Edge. I think he's going to run well, and I think he's going to beat Bob's Edge. I'll be disappointed if he doesn't. Uh, you know, I like him. Obviously, we've watched him win twice, but this is a whole new ball game here. And if Jackie's Warrior can get out in front and, and 
you know, I think he's going to be very tough to run down. Um, even with poor Bob, Bob's edge, who's at, at in a, you know, all time high as far as, uh, being informed. But for me, I'll take Jackie's warrior all day. And he's a type. I don't think they're starting him in this race. If you know, he's not quite a hundred percent or something like that. I, I think he's going to show up and run pretty well. Yeah. Yo, you go back to his campaign last year and I mean, you have to remember as well. He's, he started as a, that's a derby horse, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he started as a horse that was going to run in the, you know, ran in the Southwest, Pat Day Mile, and then from there really just figured out, okay, this is our, this is our one turn sprinter, and you know, it was on from there. The Woody Stevens, the Amsterdam, the Jerkins, the Gallant Bob, the Breeders' Cup Sprint, where he obviously did not run well at all in the sprint. Um, that's kind of your concern, like, okay, did that take a toll? How much of that year took a toll on him? Was that it? Yeah. If he's back, he's you know he should be better as a four year old you would think, but yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily. There's Bob's Edge is gonna have to run. Even when you look at like their numbers, like Bob's Edge is gonna have to still run one of his better races in order to beat a like yeah. B minus C plus Jackie's Warrior. Yep, and that's really what did it for me. Is I just think even on his best day, Bob's Edge is gonna hope that Jackie's Warrior is pretty much awful. And I kind of think he just cruises around and Jackie's Warrior sets himself up for a big year. All right, that's all the time we have. Check us out at racingnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News Premium button at the menu at racingnews.com to learn more. The Kentucky Derby wagering guide will be available for pre-sale in a matter of days. We are kind of honing in on what we're going to be doing for that, what all is going to be included with the wagering guide. This is one of our top if not the top wager guy that we do every year halter and i will be back back together for the bankroll article so how how we're doing you're gonna play with us well that, that sounds weird yeah I don't, um, I, I don't like how you said that you can play with halterman you're not gonna play with me but you I can like play with <laughs> you can play our picks that's better play <laughs> our picks from the bankroll article um so make sure you go ahead and subscribe. Be a Racing Dude subscriber. Speaking of being a Racing Dude subscriber, tomorrow, Friday, we're back for the Racing Dudes Tournament Challenge. We will be uh, doing a pick and pray live tournament uh, on horsetourneys.com. Tomorrow's, uh, I believe it's out, right? I haven't looked at the uh, yep. the race schedule, but it's out. It's We've been doing it. We started on April 1st. We do it bi-weekly. Prove yourself with uh, against the dudes for a chance to win. $150 uh, horse journey site credit plus cash in this tr- cash game. So you only get invited to this if you are a Racing Dudes monthly subscriber, some sort of a subscriber. So any kind of subscription-based uh, option, you will be invited. Just go to the dashboard. It's in there. Click the sign-up button. Go sign up for the tournament. We'll be, you know, you'll be in it. I'm in it. Samich Magic. We're all in it. You compete against us. See how you do. Samich got the first one. Um and some bullshit uh, is a bullshit. You know, you had the whole way, you know, yeah. Halterman wired the field, just got nailed late. Not only to get nailed late. It's like the horse that just looked like a winner at the top of the yeah. stretch and he faded the fourth. That's why <laughs> I don't play those. Yeah. Just brutal. That's where you, I, that's we you got to pick all fives. We were driving Oakland. We were driving Oakland and basically what had to happen, the horse that's been like one of the best synthetic horses at Gulfstream had to win. That's all that had to happen. And I was going to win. And it got third. It lost. So 
I mean, that's why I don't play those. I just get mad, and I was mad the whole rest of the night. So, well, not the whole night. We had, we had. You kind of forgot about it later. We all did. I was probably mad for about five minutes. If you want to talk <laughs> about the reality of it, I did not care. <laughs> oh man! Uh, remember, RacingDudes.com is your destination site for all free horse racing picks to all the major horse racing tracks. We're on Twitter at Racing underscore Dudes, Instagram. And Facebook, you can check out all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page at racingnews.com, Apple Podcasts, all the places you listen to podcasts, we're on there. And of course, watch us. Watch Halterman play with himself on our YouTube page. No, no wait, no. wait, wait, I didn't mean it like that. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that might get us a lot of views though, <sighs> a lot of clicks. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, YouTube channel. Go subscribe. Tons of content on there. Not of the other stuff. Magic Mike Show. They did the late pick for at Keeneland, so make sure you go check them out on all the same platforms as well. Final thoughts? Uh, well, Magic Curates has his, his weekly wrestling question, so can I answer it? Is that allowed? <sighs> yeah, go ahead. It's going to surprise you. The first match was the best match. Now, there were four good matches. I will give you that, but the first one was the best. Penta versus Punk. That's why CM Punk's the best wrestler. He can get the best out of everybody. And Penta had looked like an idiot for the last month. Don't try to argue. He looked stupid. And in that match, he looked like a star. So Penta-Punk, that was the best match last night for me. Astute analysis. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see see what Magic Carrots had to say about that. But, you know... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> magic carrot says tinder jared we miss you they can't miss me if i'm on it all the time that's the thing yeah it's true oh look at this hey there he you agreed. go he agreed so there you go it was just it's just that's that's wrestling whether you love it or you hate yeah. it that that's wrestling what yeah, happened right. the other ones are good the tag match was good the tag team title match it was good the the other tag match with Keith Lee and, and Swerve and, and Team Taz was good. And the main event was fine, you know. But that did you, first one, did, did you watch all – did you catch up to all your wrestling that night we got back from Sunday night? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that the first thing you did? Yes. Uh. Yes. Um, both both times when we got back on Sundays, I, I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Turned your phone off, sat down, some popcorn, and here we go. Yes, correct. Pinta and the Santa Maria. No, I don't know. And Punk. I knew. I even knew. Even I knew. Like you're gonna say CM. Punk. I knew that meant that's short for CM Punk, right? Right. Right. I'm just. just I'm just here for what's her name. When is she gonna wrestle? Uh, Paige Van Zant. You yeah, know she hasn't been on in a while. I don't know. I don't know where she's at lately. That's my girl. Um, she's supposed to wrestle in like a mixed tag match with uh, her and uh, uh, Ethan Page against uh, Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara, supposedly. But haven't seen Page in a few weeks. Don't know where she's at. Well, if you, if you follow her on Instagram, you see her all the time. So that's what I do. Well, you just need to tell me when she's going to be in, and I'll okay. watch. All right. I don't. I haven't. They haven't advertised her in a few weeks, so I, I don't know. Don't know. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. It's been a long show, but it's been a good show. Uh, lots of Derby content, and we love it. We're here for it. we got tons more on the uh, on the old website and, of course, on our YouTube page, and more coming out. Stay tuned for uh, 
to find out the horse I'm going to tell you is not going to win the Kentucky Derby. I can't wait to do that. Halterman is not excited for that one, but stay tuned for it. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your well Jared Halterman. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes 